Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Devarim Revi, the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Devarim. And this is a short Aliyah of only eight psukim from Perak, out of Pasuk Lamites 2, Mem Vov. And the topic is the Ma'apilim, the group of people who went to attack the land of Israel. Let's take a look at the brief summary and some points to ponder. We hear now that Moshe carries on describing the curse upon the generation of the spies. And he says that children that you were worried about and said will be left for spoils against the Amorite because you worried you're going to die, and they're so not young that they can't even make decisions for themselves, they will be the ones who will inherit the land. So there's the dramatic irony of the people that were saying, this is our, our children at stake, well, your children are going to be the one going in, and you're not. That's really what's happening over here. But the current generation would have to turn, go back to the, bay, the, to, to the desert. People turn to Hashem and to, to Moshe and exclaim that they've sinned, and they, they feel terrible, they, they're willing to go in, they gird their weapons, and they ascend the mountain, and they're willing to go into the land of Israel. At which point Hashem commands Moshe and says, don't go in because Hashem's not with them. And they will be hit by, uh, smitten by the, the, their enemies. They don't listen and the Amorite come out from the mountain and pursue them like bees, like Devorim. And, uh, and, they, uh, and they, were, they were beaten down until um, the area of Chormah, which is, means destruction because of the destruction that ensued. Um, and Israel returns and weeps in front of Hashem, but Hashem does not listen. And they remained in Kodesh for a long time. That's our Aliyah. Let's try to understand this. Always a very perplexing idea, this idea of the Ma'apilim, which also appears in Parsha Shlach. So what was so wrong about this plan? So the Orach College points out, if you look at the word Vata'azidu, that you were um, intentional in your sin over here, that means to say it's wanton action. It's not a mistake. What that means to say is they weren't doing this as an act of humility, that they showed they wanted Hashem to be in this world. They're trying to correct the absence of Hashem, which they had created by their decisions. It was an act of defiance. Hashem, you tell us we can't go, well, we will go. Well, that, that kind of, that, that really itself is, is a crime. In the very poetic words of Hashem Shem Rafael Hirsch, it's, they moved from criminal cowardice to criminal conceit. Criminal cowardice was the Maraglim, criminal conceit was the Ma'apilim. Very powerful perspective. Was their repentance genuine? So the Swarna says, not really, it wasn't fooled, it was really done out of fear of punishment, because they now see the writing on the wall, they see that they're going to be stuck in the desert for 40 years, and they're trying to avoid that. So it really was, you know, sort of subduing to that, not because of, you know, believing or drinking the Kool-Aid. But the Ramban says, no, it really was a full repentance to Hashem, but it was too late, because Hashem had already made an oath, and the oath was they wouldn't enter the land, so it didn't help them at this point in time, they couldn't get around it. Now, how long do they stay in Kadesh, which is this, this area, this city, for in the desert? So the Pasuk says, they stayed in it, many days, like the days which you dwelled, which is a little bit of an enigmatic statement. Rashi, quoting the Medrash, says it's 19 years, because remember, they have 38 years left of the desert, roughly, and half of that time, the other, third, the other 19 years would be all the, others, the other of the 19 trips, essentially, of the 42, but the 19 years would be spent in one place as well. Now, did Hashem listen to their tefillah? So it seems like on the, front, on, on, on the face of it, no. And it points out that there are two types of tefillah. There's one which just comes from a place of pain and, and without real formulation. And sometimes not in Lashon HaKadosh, not in Hebrew, a person doesn't know how to formulate. They're just in so much pain, they turn to Hashem in any language, in any formulation. Sometimes it's even wordless. And Hashem is willing to listen to that. And the other ones, forms of tefillah, which are eloquent. We use the words of Chazal, we use the words of the tefillah, the most poetic way of accessing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, magnificent machinery of the spiritual realm, which we use. Both of those are, are ways we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In this passage, it says that they use both, but they won't listen. V'lo Hashem that's your voice without articulation. V'lo and you didn't listen to your words, meaning both sets of, of ways of prayer 
were not being accepted. However, the Nitziv points out, Rav Natali Tzuri Yehuda Berlin points out that in the end of the day, the fact that they stayed in Kadesh for 19 years was an element of consolation and perhaps even listening to their tefillah to a certain degree. Meaning, yes, they are going to have to go through the desert, but they're going to spend half of the time in the desert in one place. And that was the first 19 years immediately after the Chait Hamaraglin, which was a certain consolation for it, which is why that detail is included in our Aliyah. It does not belong to the next Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.